Hi, I'm Richard Randall, and welcome to The Real Estate Voice with Barb Schlinker, owner of Your Home Sold Guaranteed Realty. This is the weekly radio show that informs and educates you on how to buy or sell real estate with Colorado Springs Real Estate Authority, Barb Schlinker. Barb Schlinker is a retired Navy veteran. Barb is an author. Barb Schlinker is a pilot, and Barb and her team enjoy all that Colorado Springs has to offer her and you. Barb, always great to be talking with you. And many people buying and selling real estate are often confused about how the real estate industry divides up commissions in a transaction. We read about the Department of Justice going after the National Association of Realtors for lacking transparency and for antitrust as well. Give us the latest information on what's going on with that situation. Well, hello, Richard. Yeah, I, there there has been a lot of controversy about this, and it's kind of fun when I do my own little polls of asking the seller, you know, how much do you want to pay the buyer's agent. <laughs> the answer is kind of like eh, nothing. Okay. So, um, so we're gonna we're gonna kind of dive into that topic, but I also wanted to highlight some other things that are going to be on the show today. We're also going to talk about a checklist on how to get you the most amount of money when you sell your home called the home selling checklist. We're also going to talk about what would you do if you found your dream home? Would you sell your present home if you found your dream home? It's kind of interesting. I was, Mark was window shopping my husband in Florida last night and we found one that we were like, Hmm, that makes me think about moving, you know? So sometimes Sometimes uh, that comes up in people's lives and sometimes unexpectedly. So we're going to cover that topic and how to solve the biggest dilemma, which is if you have a house to sell in order to buy your dream home, what can you do? And then we're also going to talk about how to attract the most amount of money when you sell your home. We'll talk about my free moving van. We're actually just in the process right now of acquiring a second one and some hot new listings coming up. So I'm really excited about the show today. So Richard, um, you asked about the commissions and how they get divided up. And I would say in general, most people really don't know how the whole thing works. They don't care. They're like, okay, I hire an agent to sell my home. She charges or he charges X percent. And that's what I expect them to do. But the way the system has been set up for years and years is that the listing agent will go out and meet with the seller. They'll get a written agreement with the seller to pay a fee, essentially, in order to sell the house, right? Right. And that fee gets divided up between the agent that works for the seller and the agent that works for the buyer. So what happened a couple years ago is there was this home seller, a group of home sellers in Chicago and said, wait, 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 this seems weird because when I put my house on the market, some of that money that I'm paying is going to this agent who has this obligation to get price concessions out of me, to get repairs out of me to tie up my property, even potentially blow up the contract and disparage my property. I'm paying for that. How is that fair? Does that make sense, Richard? <laughs> totally. And, and especially, I mean, everybody thinks you just 
punch a button and it all happens automatically and it's bulletproof. Everybody gets exactly what's right. And that does not always happen. And that's why you're the only person I'd want on my side. Under yeah. The- and I think it was designed that way so that when a buyer buys a home, typically they're told, oh, there's you don't have to pay the commission. It's paid by the seller, right? But then that buyer's agent goes forward and starts trying to get concessions. I recently closed a transaction where the agent actually put it in writing. We're not going to finish our inspection unless I know I can get more stuff out of the seller. <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. So it's like, okay, wait, and the seller's paying for this? How is that fair? So it created this, tra- this class action lawsuit. The Department of Justice got involved. It really blew up. And what they discovered was that how much money the buyer's agent was getting paid was not very transparent. In fact, it's not on all the websites today. It just became an industry norm and standard that, oh, don't worry, Mr. Buyer, you don't have to pay the commission. It's paid by the seller out of the sales price. So technically, I guess if they buy the home, they're paying the commission as part of the sales price. But it kind of creates this issue where you've got this us against them, the buyer against the seller. And so the question was, this doesn't make sense. If I'm the seller, I am paying a buyer's agent to fight me. It's almost like in a, in a court of law, paying for the other person's attorney. Right, Richard? Yeah. Imagine being in a divorce and you've got your own attorney, but you're paying for your soon-to-be ex-spouse, their attorney as well. Right. That's pretty much how it works. And how much the buyer's agent is getting paid is not public knowledge. In fact, it doesn't usually come out in the, the minds of the buyer or the seller until they see the final settlement at closing. So the question was asked, why am I paying for opposing counsel? It caused this big lawsuit that was taken on by the tobacco lawyers who have a pretty good track record of winning cases. And what they found out was that there were some real estate companies that basically were telling home sellers and their agents that if you don't offer so much of this commission to the agent that brings the buyer, those agents will not show the home. They'll deny access to your home if we don't give pay the buyer's agent more. Can you believe that, Richard? That is amazing to me. I mean, yeah. yeah. And I would, I would know nothing about this if it weren't for you and this show. Right. So, the, they ended up settling after years and years, and the settlement is that how much the buyer's agent is offered through the multiple listing service has to be displayed online. So that right now has not happened. Our MLS is going to start doing it, I guess, next month. And another thing about our MLS is that to be a member of the local Pikes Peak Association of Realtors. You you can participate if you're not a realtor and not a member of this. It's effectively a union, the National Association of Realtors. You can participate it and you can show properties, but you're not allowed to put any listings in there. Did you know that? Not a clue. I mean, already four or five things I had no clue about, uh, Barbara. And, and there, it's almost like an antitrust against, it's like a union membership. If you're not a member of the union, 
you can't play with our software that gets nationally uh, shared through thousands of websites online. It's, it's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty messed up. So it's the equivalent of like a union non, non-member. And if you're not a member, if you don't want to join the National Association and comply with their rules, you can't put your listings in that system. You can in Denver, but you can't do it in a local system. <laughs> so it's really, really interesting. And I think there's going to be a lot of changes into the future because what happened when they took the whole multiple listing service and put it up online I think was a good thing. It gave the buyers control over what properties they want to see, right? They could see the pictures. And we know that most buyers eliminate homes based on the pictures. That's why we put a lot of our marketing effort into getting that right. And so buyers, it used to be years ago, if they wanted to buy a house, they had to go meet with the real estate agent. The real estate agent would pull out this thing that looked like a white phone book. It would have one black and white picture and they would control the inventory and decide which homes that they would show the buyers. And there were no pictures. So they had to kind of just go look. So it used to be buyers would look at 40 homes. Now buyers on average are looking at eight. So it does save time, right? Because they can look all around. They can see what's around the property with online information. But it did kind of set the stage that some agents, if they said, all right, I'm going to work for you, Mr. Buyer, and I'm going to send you properties that you say you want, they could filter out the properties that didn't pay them what they thought their entitlement, their piece of the pie would be for commission. And these agents would do it whether or not they had a written agreement with their buyers. Did you know that? Well, I'm thinking to myself, they're, they're, is lying too strong of a word? I mean, they're certainly misrepresenting what's going on and not informing somebody who there's a fiduciary relationship with. Right. And so there was a company that basically they've sued the National Association of Realtors and they sued Zillow because they were excluded. They didn't want to be in the MLS, which is fine. I actually had a client that purchased a home that they were representing a couple years back. And there's pros and cons of the MLSs. You know, the, the uber wealthy people don't use it. They don't put their houses up in there. They don't have anything to do with it because it makes properties more generic. It compares the value of their property to other properties. But how do you know their property wouldn't be worth more for whatever reason? It actually kind of dumbs down properties and makes them an even commodity. I know this sounds very cynical, but it is what happens. And then of course, Zillow. So what Zillow does is because they have this national presence on page one of Google, they will get a lot of buyer traffic to their website. The buyers will say, hey, I want to see that house. They'll raise their hand. And Zillow, if you pay Zillow money, if agents pay Zillow money, they will share that buyer's contact information with at least a half dozen agents that are paying into that zip code. And your phone as a buyer will blow up with not the listing agent, but the agent that's paying for that zip code. And the first question is, do you want to see it? Do you want to see it? Do you want to go? Do you want to go? (laughs) So I tell sellers that, hey, you know, when you put your house on the market and you prepare it for showing and you just let agents show willy nilly, 
they probably have not signed that buyer to any kind of agreement. They also have not vetted the buyer to see if they can qualify for your house. They're actually using the opportunity to show a home as a way to meet a buyer and hope it works out. Did you know it worked that way? I did not. And hope is not a good strategy. It's not a good strategy. We actually sit down and meet with our buyers. We educate them about how to win in this market. We make sure their financing is lined up because it's a tough market right now. If you're a buyer, most buyers, most of the listings that I have are getting multiple offers. Uh, Average is five to 10% over asking price, right? If the buyer is not educated, the assumption is, well, why wouldn't they accept asking prices, what they're asking? So we have to sit down and get them ready to win, especially we don't want them to miss out on their dream home. So the thing about the MLS, you know, it it makes homes kind of generic commodity and it may affect the home's value. So let's say your home has something super special like spectacular views or amazing custom upgrades that are that are uncustomary for that neighborhood or whatever. How do you make yourself stand out if when the appraiser comes around, he says, oh, your home is only worth what this generic home down the street is worth. So we're seeing a lot of crazy stuff in the industry right now because the inventory is low. Agents are being very desperate to get a contract. They're telling lots of stories, which makes me crazy. Or once they tie up a house with a contract, then they're trying to get concessions out of the seller. And that's where I come in. I am a seller's advocate. I'm trying to get you the most money and make sure that you're protected through the entire process so you don't get taken advantage of. So if you are thinking of making a move, give us a call at 719-301-3900. We'll give you an idea on what to do to get your house ready for sale, give you access to all the buyers, not just my buyers, and make sure you put the most amount of money when your home sells. Richard? Barb, I like to call it continuing real estate education. You're listening to The Real Estate Voice with Barb Schlinker of Your Home Sold Guaranteed Realty. And if you're thinking of making a move, give Barb a call at 719-301-3900. We'll take a short break when we come back. Home selling checklist and how to sell your home for up to 11% more. Stay tuned for that. 